Web3 with me is a discussion style podcast about the ins and outs of Web 3.0, hosted by Zach French, known as Off Edge in the verse. From crypto to NFTs, DAOs to DeFi, we cover the abstract philosophical promises and the new business models enabled in this new decentralized world. Subscribe on your favorite podcast platform or watch the show on YouTube. Thanks and enjoy. Zach French is a bar certified attorney and nothing expressed by Zach during Web3 with me shall be considered legal advice. All the opinions expressed by Zach and his guests are solely their own opinions. All content in Web3 with me is for informational purposes only. Zach and his podcast guests may maintain positions in the securities discussed during Web3 with me. Hey, everyone. Thanks so much for being listeners of Web3 with me. I want to take a few seconds to tell you about my exciting new B2B offering. It is the mission here to educate. I sincerely believe Web3 can make the world better for more people. Businesses shouldn't be left out, though, so I've launched The Web3 Coach. It's a bespoke education experience designed to help your team understand how Web3 affects your particular industry or company and identify opportunities unique to Web3. Whether you have a law or accounting firm with a growing number of clients participating in Web3 through crypto and NFTs, or you're a real estate syndicate looking for different ways to raise money, or teams just of fast-growing Web3 companies who want to understand your customers and your new teammates, I make sure you can talk the talk and leave feeling more confident about this crazy new world. Please take a minute to check out my website at theweb3coach.xyz. Thanks so much and enjoy the show. My guest today is Austin Hamilton, host of FOMOverse Radio. Austin Hamilton is a car salesman in Colorado Springs, Colorado. He enjoys buying JPEGs and laying sax emojis down in the F channel of the PAC Discord. Our conversation is very PAC heavy, as PAC's FOMOverse is what brought us together, and both of our favorite NFT artists as well. LFG, baby, let's start vibing. Welcome to the show, Austin. GM, GM. Glad to have you on. We're doing the little reverse interview this time. I'm happy to be here, man. Yeah, I've been loving the content on your show lately. So now I'm going to have to extract that same quality of content out of you. Perfect, man. I'm excited to be here today. Cool, cool. Well, I always start with the same question. Um, I'd like to know your founding story. So tell us a little bit about you. Um, just as far as like what got me into FOMOverse radio or just like an about me? Um, you know, what I'm looking for in the question is I want the audience to get to know you a little better for who you are. So any type of formative experiences that you've had over the years that have kind of made you into the person that hosts FOMOverse radio and, and do what you do today? Oh, okay. So, uh, yeah, I guess it all starts uh, when I was a young kid. I grew up in the car business. I've worked for Ford uh, specifically since I was 14 on paper. Um, so I'm a 28 now. So, you know, I've worked there 14 years. I love selling cars. Uh, that's what I do right now. I've sold cars for probably about seven years um, since I've been in the car business. So really loving that. Um, got into NFTs, uh, digital art, about... Uh, Oh, I would say when Picasso Bowl came out, I think that was mid-2020. 
Um, and then ever since I seen Picasso bull, uh, you know, it just fascinated me just taking a look at it. It was just really breathtaking. So, uh, really just from there, I've, I've dove deeper into the communities, deeper into the art and, uh, just love it here learning and, and here for, uh, for a good experience, man. So what is it about selling cars that you love so much? You've been doing it for 14 years, especially at 28. I mean, our generation is supposed to be the, hey, I did this for a little while. I'm done now generation. So what's kept you so loyal to, to selling cars? Um, part of the reason I love selling cars is the people. Um, so we have um, like a definition of, uh, we call it the five P's. Okay. Uh, Phil Long, where I work at, it's people, passion, product, profit, and um, there's one more. I'm sorry. I'm forgetting that right now. But uh, it's just some of the qualities that we go over. And, you know, we want to make people the number one priority. And that's just something I've really gotten attached to. Just I love interacting with people and getting to know them and, you know, hearing their story and, and what led them to coming into the dealership today uh, to us sitting down, buying a car right now. I just love the story. Have you been able to translate any of those skills that you've learned there, selling cars and getting to know people into what you're doing in Web3? Absolutely. I think it's it's given me a huge advantage. I mean, networking with people, that's something I do on the daily. Um, you know, just really studying what you're doing and and just giving it a lot of time and thought, I think definitely gives me a, an advantage in the Web3 space. I can see the persistence for sure. I mean, this we've gone through, everybody knows we're going through a big bear market right now. And from the very start of, of the FOMO drop, I mean, I, how, I mean, it wasn't far after that where you decided to be FOMO versus radio. I remember the all caps and then the, oh, yeah. the drama of removing the all caps. Yep. No <laughs> caps allowed. I, I noticed that you could put certain words in caps. Um, I think it was like twelve up to 12 characters or up to 10 characters in caps before something got deleted. Yeah. Um, so there is like certain ways around putting all caps still in the in the POC Discord channel, but uh, we're we're learning something new every day here. So we'll see. Yeah, but I, I've been like I'm blown away with the fact that you are able to have such consistency in in this in this F channel because I think everybody keeps trying to find like what is it that we're supposed to be doing. And FOMOverse Radio has kind of been like the thing that like has stuck around, right? Like we've all talked about doing a drop and I think that drop is still you know, maybe something, but like this is like, like you're the glue. Oh, Do you that, even realize that, that? That's really nice. Now, you know, I just honestly, like I'm on FOMOverse, like on my off time, you know, I just want to give the people there some content you know, just try to like be involved as much as possible. Like, even if it's not like a huge help, like, I don't know how much like background music does, but like, that's what I'm trying to do. Just like provide the, the channel and provide the chat with, with something that they can at least look at if they're hopping in the chat, you know, cause you don't want to go into like a stale discord. Um, you know what I mean? Like yeah. you get these discords and it's just kind of like the same things like over and over and over, like people, 
and I say GM a lot, and you know, it's just a lot of people saying GM and you know, talking about the same PFP. So it's just nice, like bringing some fresh content, fresh ideas, you know, just some way to like engage with like your main Discord. I think, uh, I think, uh, that's helped me out a lot is just, you know, posting stuff every day, just trying to be active as much as possible. Yeah. I mean, if you look at, I remember when I was like early on and trying to do web three full time on community manager roles kept popping up. And if I was like, okay, well, if I get my experience makes sense in this, like just in the sense that like, we've all been buying NFTs for a little while. We've seen what works, what doesn't, but like I started to research it a little bit. And like one of the things that like you'll see as far as like community management is just like some sort of consistency in like something that brings the community together. So while I think you view it humbly as kind of like background music, like I think it's like one of the consistencies that's kept F kind of, kind of going. So Oh, thanks, man. That's cool. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So let's talk a little bit about, you know, what you're currently doing outside of FOMOverse Radio. Are you still actively trading NFTs? What are you, what else are you doing in the space right now? You know, honestly, like how things have been going in the market, I'm trying to just look at it as like a positive side, Um, you know, like an accumulation period. Mm -hmm. Um, Definitely see it like really down right now. And I feel like people's attitude reflects the market so like everybody's kind of like down attitude like just naturally you know so i i just try to stay as positive as possible and just try to like look at the bright side you know like all the memories we've made and you know all the fun we've had trading jpegs it's it's been a great experience you know regardless if it's up or down so i just try to like you know stay positive but um outside of everything like I've just been still, you know, buying Pock Ash Chapter Two. Um, you know, I'm buying Dell's Fine Balance. Um, I mean, some of these like Ash projects, you know, I'll 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 help out and and buy some. But uh, I'm really just trying to just stay on a narrow path, and you know, whether it's right or wrong, that's just the way that I want to do it right now. So, are you rebalancing at all? your portfolio um honestly like i'm not really looking to sell anything i'm just uh just accumulating uh holding um and and that's it right now yeah which ash two pieces have you been uh accumulating so i really like adam swab Mm -hmm. Uh, i think that's how you say his last name but uh uh he has the most burned Ash Chapter Two piece. Um, I think he's down to total supply of 146 today. I just checked. Wow. Um, unless there's like some new data out there that I need to look at, but uh, yeah. So he's had the most burned. So I've tried to, you know, look more at which ones have the most burns um, because I want to just try to get as many high tier burn pieces as possible. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. I mean, just the long term. Yeah. You're playing the scarcity game and I assume you probably like the art as well. I I love the art and I love how you can burn these pieces. Like it adds another layer to it Yeah, that gets me excited. You know, it's something new, like 
I've never heard of you have to burn five pieces to get, you know, a, a form two. And then the form two could be high tier burnable. Like all of it just, you know, just I really love the vibe. And and I think that's why I love Ash Chapter 2 so much. Yeah, like a lot of people say the drop itself was, you know, not as expected. But again, like you're not going to be happy with every drop. And no matter what, like things aren't going to go your way hundred percent of the time. So I just, you know, I, I've been buying what I like still and, you know, holding to my, uh, to my tried and true. Yeah. It's, it is tough. I mean, you and I are both, I would say, I don't want to know. I don't know what's in your portfolio, but I would say that like, we're probably pretty heavy weighted pack. Yeah. Uh, and, um, for us, I mean, you know, for, there's a, yeah, there's whales a, and then a lot of, <laughs> there's yeah. us, us normies out here. Um, <laughs> but yeah. you know, like the, I still like the, the underlying kind of like pack ethos, like that hasn't changed. Right. And the fact that pack was able to get this many grade a artists into a drop that had these kind of mechanics afterwards, cause they had to have known the mechanics before they joined it. Right. Like, and then do it like it's a historical drop. Nobody will ever do anything like this again, I don't think. Well, and, and, and it was interesting because uh, I was talking to David Aryev, and he was saying that Pac didn't give them like a certain template. Like it didn't have to be like a certain frame rate or like a certain style. Like all the artists just like went with what they thought worked. And I thought that was pretty awesome. No, oh, that is pretty unique. I didn't yeah. know that. Uh, yeah, they have free range. Did you? Are you only buying and burning, or are you also like keeping some of the tier ones? Or? So I'm kind of caught like what I'm actually doing buying Ash Chapter Two. Um, again, I love the mechanism. I love the art. Um, I love the artists too that are behind it, mm -hmm. and I just I love everything it stands for. So like those four things have like really got me to just buy them like every periodically like oh you know like i think this one you know looks good let's just go ahead and add this to the collection and not to mention like so it's a 250 p you know 250 edition piece and then you know if it gets burned it's it's you know supply goes down and most of them are just badass pieces you know yeah so, do you, do you know if you like after watching you uh zomax on your show i was like oh yeah i don't want to go get one like one. this guy <laughs> <laughs> I, I i got that in my wall like downstairs like on my mural it's just like a, a zomax computer swirling around just like Phew. yep <laughs> it's kind of got like cube vibes to it i kind of mm -hmm. like the way that it kind of turns mm -hmm. right reminds me of the classic fungible collection so i thought it was interesting uh Moving over to Zomax, so I asked him about the uh, number two piece, the form two. It's called Anode, mm -hmm. and we were just DMing, like we weren't saying this on Twitter or anything. Like, I go, "Hey, does your Anode piece that have the butterflies in it does that have anything to do with Pac's first piece?" And he's like, "What do you mean?" And I was like, "His first piece that like he ever came out with on Vimeo, Vimeo." was called um, something like butterfly, like uh, the butterfly effect or something like that. And uh, I'm, I'm getting it mixed up with the movie, but uh, that was his first piece. It was just like a, a, like a short clip. 
And he goes, no, like I had no intention of like using that as an influence, but he's like, that's cool that you noticed that. And I was like, I, I, I didn't know if that had some sort of influence, like some deep meaning to it, but. So it was like this nice, happy coincidence. Yeah. I'll have to find it. It was something like a butterfly, butterfly. There's a quote that that's behind it. It says, am I a butterfly that's dreaming? I am a man or am I man dreaming that I am a butterfly? So deep. And this is part of Pax piece. The, the quote. Yes. Vimeo back when they had to produce it on Vimeo and yeah, let me, let me see if I can pull it up. But yeah, uh, definitely made me think about that piece. Okay. So it says, um, butterfly Messiah. That's what it's called. Uh, That was uh, Pox first release. Butterfly Messiah. Interesting. That's really cool. Yeah, there's a YouTube video of it. It says uh, 2008. Oh, geez. 15 years ago, 14 years ago. That's crazy. So are you taking, I guess, kind of that framework? I know that you have got that framework around like Ash 2, but um, I guess you could kind of translate that into other ones if you wanted to, if you wanted to kind of build like a buying NFT framework, a unique mechanism, a nice art, uh, things like that. Have you ever explored other collections that might be doing something somewhat similar? You know, I, I like to look at what other people are posting out. Like I don't want to discredit, you know, really good artists out there. Cause I know there's, a ton of other artists that I love their work, but I'm not really necessarily like buying their work. You know, I, I feel like it's okay to admire artists and not want to collect from them, you know? So like, I guess if I had more capital, you know, I'd be buying these other artists, but uh, for what I have for now, I'm just sticking on like a narrow path. Yeah. I'm kind of feeling the same way. I have my, my a lot of my friends are still pretty active right now and they're like this is the best time and i'm like i get where you're coming from i totally do but i also have this kind of like i'd rather just be like not buying stuff right now like i don't want to put more into the market right now until we start to see some signs that things are turning around and i have more time to spend like really looking at it because i mean it's like so so i i think there's some like no-brainer buys out there still like yeah. One of my buddies that I know very well just bought a five cubes today for 2,500. Yeah. And so like, I mean, you know, that's just like the primary price that you would buy it from Sotheby's like day one. And yeah, so, you know, if, if you really like have any like ounce of belief in it, like you'd be like, okay, you know, that was before the NFT market really took off. That was before like Ash really did anything. So like, Honestly, that's like, to me, like a no brainer buy. Like, I think there's still stuff like that out there. You know, you just got to like have the confidence and uh, I guess have the uh, the capital to do it too. 
Yeah, that's true. I mean, I feel like I found a way to get the capital when we were going through that bull run. And now I'm just like, I know, I know. It's, it's so crazy because me and my buddies, we always talk about how are we like easily throwing down like 2,500 or like a thousand on like some random drop that we just heard about like 30 minutes ago. And now we're just going to go buy like five of these JPEGs. It's so true. It is. I mean, I when you compare, like I my my favorite comparison was like, oh, I got to pay five dollars more to add like bacon at a restaurant, right? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, like, exactly. But I'm not. But I'm willing to pay like five hundred dollars for a picture. Oh yeah, <laughs> and don't yeah. Like wrong, in, in real life stuff, stuff, like but... you know, you're you're looking at like the difference of like different shampoos. Like one's like five ninety nine, the other one's like six dollars and 99 cents and you're like oh my gosh i'm gonna get the five dollars and 99 cents and then you're buying like a fifteen hundred dollar jpeg you know the the next hour you're not even thinking twice about it but you sure won't buy the higher end shampoo no man you can't get the garnier fructis plus you can just get the garnier (laughs) so what is your what is your outlook what do you, how do you feel about everything right now? I mean, I know you're kind of picking and choosing some Ash 2 pieces and you're really not spending a ton. You're not trying to find a way to, to participate in terms of buying things. But, you know, where do you, where do you see this going? Do you think this is something that, that comes back at some point? Um, is oh, there ever yeah. going to be I, the craze of 2021 again? I, I, you know what? I just, what really got me into crypto was Bitcoin or what really got me into crypto and NFTs was really Bitcoin. Um, And you know what? Like I think all of crypto and NFTs, they really kind of have some sort of correlation to Bitcoin. And so when you see like Bitcoin spike up and have a ton of volume, I think you see a lot of that with other like altcoins and other uh, NFTs excuse me, and DeFi and just all these other crazy like assets, I think there's some sort of correlation to Bitcoin. And I truly believe the next halving, which is going to be 2024, um, when we see the next run up, when the Bitcoin mining uh, reward gets cut in half. So I think we're really going to see like a huge run up in 2024 again. So uh, this would be considered like a good accumulation phase. Gotcha. Yeah, that's interesting that you kind of accumulate the two. I mean, I guess at the very basic level, it's allowing like what depending on what the reward is, like once it's halved, is that that's like increasing the wealth in a way, maybe, um, which is could be spread out. Right. Um, I feel like I've become a bit of a Bitcoin, like not a maxi because that's Bitcoin maxis are whole nother breed they don't like anything they hate nfts yeah they hate everything but bitcoin i do not hate everything but bitcoin but uh i do have a lot of faith in bitcoin uh i don't think it's going away uh i am encouraging people like whereas i used to go out and encourage people hey you should check out this nft if you like art and yeah now it's like it's always like the safe haven you should be a coiner right like now is the time when you can afford to be a coiner Mm And then I proceed, and this is not financial advice, uh, just like the uh, <laughs> the disclaimer says at the beginning of the show. But um, you know, I go out there, buy half of one if you can afford it, and then buy a little bit every single week, 
right? Until you get to one full coin, because it could go down further. But at the same time, I don't think it's going anywhere. And if you're looking at it as like an alternative, right, investment, then you've got like the stock market's doing God knows what right now. Maybe if you invest in like some of these high growth stocks that have gotten canceled, more or less, like you might triple your money. But if you are putting your money in Bitcoin, I mean, who knows where it's going? Yes, it could go to zero, but like, I feel like your upside's way higher. So, have you ever heard of Plan B? Uh, what is that? Uh, the Bitcoin Maxi Plan B. No, no. Okay, so he has like this chart that's projected that Bitcoin will reach one million by, I think it's like 2028. Wow. And it's like a stock to flow chart. Wow. And I mean, really, like a lot of it's like hit. Um, I know like a lot of people, and he's been doing this for a, a long time. Is it Southie the Moose by chance? I've never heard of that. Those terms. You know that guy's? It's not him. Okay, he wrote this no. book called The Bitcoin Standard. So I don't. He's a huge maxi. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm actually reading the Bitcoin Standard right now. Yeah, he is a good uh, Lex Friedman interview. If you want to. Oh, uh, like okay. Yeah. Because I... Bitcoin it was kind of crazy. His Bitcoin Standard was written like 2017, right? 2018. Yeah, uh, a while back. Yeah. Well, I mean, in crypto world, that's like forever ago, right? So like. And some of the insights in there that you'll find as you read it are like pretty on point for what's going on right now. Yeah, I'm uh, I, I'm only like 30 pages in, so <laughs> I know I listen, nothing. I can't even read books. I don't know about you. I've, if you're like your choices to read, I'm like always listening everywhere I go. So it's nice. Like me and my girlfriend will just, you know, have like our book reading nights where we'll just want silence and we just lay in bed and read books. Oh, that's nice, dude. Yeah. That's a really great practice. It's not as often as you would like, but you know, it's like, I don't know, we might do it every couple of weeks or something. Do you have a TV in your bedroom? Mm-hmm. You do? And you're able to pick books over TV every once in a while? That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, because we watch everything already. So we're like, oh, we're burned out. So <laughs> it's not like we're like choosing here. <laughs> no, we're no, we're burned like... out. Yeah. <laughs> we have no other options, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, finally, I'll pick up this book. <laughs> That's when you I know you're that. bored. Um, well, I want to transition a little bit. We, um, one one question that I ask every guest is, how do you define Web3? So, Austin, how do you define Web3? Man, that's, that's a pretty deep question. Um, it's crazy because you would think there's just like a one-sentence one answer for Web3. But uh, I think we're still kind of like early on this uh, technology. Um, I think Web3 is a technology. Um, that you have your own private keys um, that you can control your assets with. Uh, meaning that, you know, you don't have to have a company's permission to do anything. Like, you know, Google's not going to get notified if you like move anything or they, they don't have like any say in what you do. Um, so, you know, it's basically just like self custody um, of your own assets is like, you know, I, I try to relate to it as like a um, like owning your own stocks. So, you know, if you go on Robinhood or you go on these stock platforms, 
and you buy a stock on there, you really don't own that stock. You know, it's the company basically has like a we owe that they owe you the stock. So I think Web3 empowers you to have like your own codes to like own your own digital assets. So like you own the stock. I guess gotcha. that's like a long-winded version, but uh, yeah. And, I mean, and also like, and also on top of that, I wanted to add like, I think it also empowers gaming. Um, I think Web3 has a lot like big potential with gaming, like be, uh, people being able to own their own like gun items, like their like custom skins that they could like trade for like currency. And I feel like people do that now, but I feel like those items that they're selling are like owned by the actual game company. It's not like somebody like having it in like a MetaMask wallet. Yeah, it's like here, I'll give you my like, password and you can go yeah. go get this thing. Yeah, does that make sense? Yeah, no, I did mean, did I do okay? It, no, you did okay. freaking terrible, man. We're good, definitely going to cut that. Um, no, so it it there's one common theme here. Like, no matter who gives me the answer, which is like aut autonomous ownership, yep. right? Like the fact that you've got the keys to your, mm -hmm. to what you're doing, and and you're right. Like, if let's say. I mean, look, you can transfer your stock from Robinhood to Morgan Stanley or E-Trade or something like that. But like at the end of the day, if you needed to go trade that stock, if, if, if E-Trade went down or Robinhood went down, what, like, what do you do? Like there's nothing you can do. Whereas if you have your NFTs and your crypto on a hardware wallet, you can take that anywhere you want and you can transact with it. Right. 100%. Or you and can there are places everywhere in the world that take it, that take cryptocurrency and that will take, you know, that it's now like worldwide thing. It's uh, it, it's interesting. I, I think a lot of people, when they do that definition, they, they use the read, read, write, read, write own, which is the easiest way to explain it. I think, uh, in terms of like, because really, like, if you think about what why, why it's called Web three, it's because it's the third iteration of the web, right? But like, what is Web three? What is the definition of Web three? Doesn't exactly. have to always be that context. It can be like, okay, I'm here. What am I doing? Right? For sure. Yeah. For sure. So let's uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, in person conferences. Um, have you been to any in-person conferences? Um, I've been to like some sales training conferences. Oh, sorry. Web three in-person conferences. Definitely not. Are you going to be attending any at any point? Um, I mean, I'm, I'm sure I will. I don't have any reservations for any web three conferences right now, but, um, you know, I am going to go to the Bitcoin angel Scotland Castle Party. Oh, that was uh, coming cool. up. Uh, I guess you could call that a conference. So, yeah. yeah. Is there going to be like a program around it, or is it just like a party and then you're going to travel Europe with your girlfriend or something? So, it's pretty much that. But uh, there's going to be a before party. And then um, at the castle, you know, there's a big event going on. You know, they're going to have like some uh, scotch and whiskey vendors out there and some uh, some food catering and you know, some shows going on, like the Knights battling, 
you know, some swords and <laughs> so, so, so yeah. So, you know, we're just going to go to the castle and, and hang out and probably shoot some bow and arrows and, you know, like what Scottish people do. <laughs> Are you going to wear a kilt? Actually, I'm not. I'm just going to wear like a, like a white dress shirt, black slacks and a black tie. <laughs> you know my my girlfriend was like you should get like a white diamond pennant and i was like oh my god or like a black diamond pennant and i was like oh but uh it you know it's so soon and you know i i, I don't think it, it it's gonna happen this time wait what's the significance of a black diamond pennant you mean just shaped like a diamond like foam over like fomo yeah. Uh... yeah yeah i was like oh that's badass I mean, you kind of do. I mean, at this point, do you own a saxophone? Because, like, I mean, I feel like you should probably own a saxophone. You know, it's funny. Like, I play the drums. I don't <laughs> play the saxophone. So, uh, every, you know, some people have asked me, like, dude, do you even play sax? I'm like, no. No. <laughs> I, I really love the saxophone. I respect the, the shit out of it. Like, you know, uh, FKJ and Masago. You know, I don't know if you've ever listened to those, but uh, – I'll post some links sometimes to their stuff and man, they're just jamming out. Um, the old jazz artist, you know, like miles Davis and, uh, the messengers. Yeah. Um, just like old jazz musicians. I just love it. Yeah. How did you come up with the logo? So when FOMOverse first started out, it was on discord, uh, FOMOverse radio, my bad. And, um, you know, I, I started – actually, it all started out with Silver Surfer, believe it or not. Hmm. And uh, so we were on there. I was asking him what kind of coffee he likes, and he said espresso. And I was like, oh, something along the lines like of jazz playing while Silver Surfer is drinking his coffee. And so I was, like, posting, like, a link of jazz music, and I just kept, like, posting links of jazz music, like, every day like just coffee jazz. And then uh, I just was like, Hey, I'm FOMOverse radio show. You know, I'm, I'm your show host. And it just, it all started out as a joke. And uh, you know, jazz is associated with the saxophone. And so, uh, you know, that's where the, where the two met, I guess. I feel like it's become like iconic in a way. It has. So uh, Shorts Howard um, actually, I think, I think it actually was uh, Simply Anders, I want to say. Somebody, like, put a saxophone on their name. I think it and was then, And then a couple other people did it. And then so it was like the, the saxophone emoji is replacing the rocket emoji. And so that's kind of like what started it. That's interesting. I didn't the know origins that. Origins of the sax. I just thought you were. it was a tribute to you. The origins of the sex. <laughs> it's not a tribute. Not a tribute. Should be. Should be. You did You did get designated a Vanguard, no? I did. I did. And you know what? I was pleasantly surprised. Like, I, I know, like, you know, people know me in FOMOverse, but outside of that, like, I don't know, do, do other people know me that are in, like, Lost Poets collectors or, you know, some cubes collectors so like you know i didn't realize that uh that many people voted for me until like the day of the drawing and uh yeah i got picked as a vanguard 
So can you tell the audience a little bit? They may not be familiar with the Vanguard process. Yeah, so POC uh, for Ash Chapter 1 had a release of Carbon. Um, that was a NFT that he released. I believe there was like 670 or no, something like that, like 700 or something. So anyway, so out of uh, 100 of those pe uh, pieces, he allocated to the top 100 community members um, that the Discord elected. So essentially, like somebody that was in the Discord could go on and say, hey, I vote for Off Edge and I vote for Friendly Jameson and I vote for Shorts Howard. And so they would that would give them like three tallies for votes. And so at the end, there was like the list of 100 and I was on that list. And I, I don't even think I found out first. I think somebody like called me and told me and I was like, what? <laughs> and I, I looked at the list and I was like, I was, I was in shock. And I remember like finding out like right after that, that Pac was like, but wait, the list can change. And I was like, <laughs> what? The list can change. And I remember it was like the next day or like that day I was at the DMV and I was just staring at my phone as like everybody else was waiting at the DMV. But <laughs> little did they know I was in the POC Discord on this 100 list. I wasn't even listening to what the teller was talking to me. She could have charged me like whatever amount. And I would have like wrote her a check. But I was just like so engulfed at like this 100 list. And I remember there were some people that were like able to like vote some of the people off of the 100 list. And I believe there was a couple that got kicked off of the list. Wow. Who were they? Do you remember any of them? <laughs> Ooh. I think it had something to do. I don't think Bobby Slay got kicked off, but I want to shout out him and say he he was, like, talking some beef with somebody, like, that uh... was and, – and honestly, like, like, going back and looking into it, like, the guy that was on the 100 list – really was saying some negative things in discord. And so like, they were like, Hey, this person shouldn't be on here. If he's going to be on the, like, you know, set as an example, he shouldn't be like talking really negative. And then I mean, just think about the origin of the word Vanguard. Like you are supposed to be like the knight in shining armor. of Yeah. So right? it ended up happening. Like, I'm pretty sure like he, he was able to kick somebody off. Wow. Um, so, like, people had, like, a tally of, like, hey, should this guy stay on here or not? And everybody was like, no. And so they, like, kicked that guy off of there. And then I think there was, like, maybe two other people that got kicked off, and I have no idea why, but. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, like, look, there's – I think there's a difference between being critical and being negative, right? I think you, go, you should be able to be critical as long as you're being objective about it and have an open discourse about stuff that you disagree with which I know has also been a topic of people getting kicked out of the discord before, uh, AKA my previous guest, uh, your previous guest, uh, <laughs> but much love. Yeah. Right. Not, nothing but critical, good critical thinking in my mind. Yep. Um, but you know, it's, it, there is like a certain, like for, for that, for that particular kind of hand picked Vanguard of pack and packs ecosystem, like, there's got to be like some accountability for like spreading like good vibes 
<laughs> right? And like supporting the ethos, right? Yep. There's there, there's just too much like negativity out there anyways. So I get it. Yeah. You know, and um, I want to kind of rewind back uh, as far as like the vanguards and like the top 100 chosen. Um, there was like also allocated another hundred, I believe, for the first people that enter in the Discord of Pox. I think they also got a carbon. Mm. And I thought they might have been called the Vanguards. I might be getting the two mixed up. But anyways, uh, there there was like a list of a hundred elected people that got a carbon. Yeah. And there was one that got voted. I think there were some that were like, yeah, they were elected by pack and or others maybe there was no. uh like influencers i think like like some artists i believe like got the gift i don't know what the contribution was but uh there was some like maybe it was like uh collectors these uh previous artists gavin got one yeah gavin um i thought zomax did too probably i bet a lot of the people um, that were in ash too if not all david are you i think had like a special one I think uh, Pussy Riot had like a fossil that later uh, they sold and people were like, what? Did you hear about that? No. <laughs> yeah. So you know how Pussy Riot was part of Ash Chapter 2, right? Yeah. They had like a fossil piece, you know, from Ash Chapter 1. Yeah. You know the fossil piece? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they sold it, I think, for like three ETH or something a while back. Like What? Like a month or two ago, maybe. What, like strapped for cash or something? Was it? I couldn't tell. I I was like, is this like a? It's like a diss. Trying to take like a punch at Pac or the community. So, it's funny. Like right after that happened, I went out and burned my pussy riot piece. Good for you. Yeah, I was like, you know what? I'm done too. You're selling. I'm burning your piece. <laughs> I love the loyalty. Yeah. I also love how strict you've been about someone having a FOMO verse in their wallet to be on your show like that to me. Like, I think a lot of people just be like, I'm still FOMO verse, but you're like, no, no, no. I need one in your wallet. Yeah. So honestly, like that's kind of a touchy subject because like when I first started FOMO verse radio is like the YouTube show. I just wanted it to be like, people that had FOMO verse in their wallet. And so I wanted it to be like something special for our community. Mm. And so I was bringing people on from FOMO verse. And then I don't know if it was me or somebody else was like, Hey, you should bring people on <laughs> from outside the show or outside the discord and FOMO verse. And I was like, you know, I was like, I kind of want the show to be like just special for, you know, the people inside FOMO verse. And then, I think like a week or two later, I was thinking about it and I was like, you know what? I should just bring people on. And uh, I'm like, but how can I bring people on and still keep my word? So that was like something I was like contemplating for a long time. And like one of the thoughts was like, I would buy a FOMOverse and then I would just lend it to somebody while, you know, they're on the show and then they would just give it back. And the other thought was that. Um, I would make a separate show, like not FOMOverse Radio, call it something different. Austin yeah. Hamilton's, you know, Platinum members, I don't know, and uh, bring them on the show, bring other artists on the show. And then there was a third one that I could make a copy 
of my FOMOverse and then send that to people. And so I was just like, you know what? Screw it. So FOMOverse got down to the point where I could actually afford to buy one. I scooped one for like 0.49. And I was like, all right, here we go. I can just start like lending it out to people. And then so I, I lent it to Dell. I lent it to Zomax. And then I got to my cousin, which I had him on like two episodes ago. And I think for the, the first time, I was like, you know what? Like, I think I think lending FOMOverse out, like, on its own, like, it's okay. It's, like, shows trustworthy. But, like, I don't know if it's, like, needed at this point, I guess. I guess if you just want to be, like, part of the community, you should just be able to be part of the community. So, for now, I think, like, I'm just going to, like, leave that off where it's at and then just, like, pick back up on it. You know, when I have time, like maybe uh, create some like innovative idea. You know, I've talked to like OXG and Second State about creating duplicates of my FOMOverse. And so he actually came out with a uh, contract, a smart contract that uh, makes it to where you can duplicate your NFT. And so he tried to like uh, put it on OpenSea. And apparently, like, flagged the NFT was like trying to duplicate, and also the NFT did duplicate. And so, like, I think we have to like go back and like redo something. So, uh, I was talking to Second State. I'm like, until we like figure all this out, like, I don't know, let's get together. So, geez, that is some yeah. drama. So, so yeah. So, anyway, so yeah, the FOMOverse like lending is kind of like, I don't know, it's like on hold, I guess, for now, but whatever <laughs> hey man you know i don't think it takes away anything from Thank you. what your show brings to the space and look at the end of the day like it's about the fact that you have a show called fomoverse radio that was born out of a community with no roadmap with no rules with no, no utility no utility um, fomo guaranteed fomo guaranteed and cool sweatshirts i should have worn mine today um <laughs> I was wondering if you were, I, I should have messaged you like, dude, we got to have the matching hoodies. I know, right? Step brothers. Step brothers. <laughs> yeah. It's okay if his is movie quality. <laughs> That's funny. Oh man. Well, thanks for sharing that. I know that, um, that it, it can be complicated, man. Like this whole thing can be complicated. And honestly, the the bigger topic that you're talking about, not talking about directly is the flagged NFTs. Uh, I've had many people yeah. come to me as I am a lawyer and they're like, Zach, do you see what's going on here? And flagged I'm just like, hmm, I sure do. I sure do. Certainly seems like a little bit of BS. But I mean, it's just, it's kind of crazy the way they've gone about it. Um, you just wonder how they're making those decisions internally at OpenSea to penalize the people who innocently bought NFTs. It, it does make you kind of take a step back, you know. So yesterday there was a transaction. Somebody sniped a FOMOverse for like 0.36. I think I posted it on the chat. And uh, if you if you looked on there, the address that it came from had a little exclamation on it. And uh, if you like a little red exclamation, uh, so oh. it was like flagged. Yeah. So if you try to like click on the address, OpenSea will come up with like a HTML not found. Like, so, you know, and then it makes you wonder with FOMOverse, like, 
because Pac said, you know, if you like buy it from the black market, like there may be consequences. Yeah. So I was like, man, you know, thinking about the innocent buyer, I'm like, the guy got a snipe, but something sketchy is happening right here. <laughs> yeah, I wonder. I wonder what it was, and like, why? It, it's weird because once they're flagged by OpenSea, you aren't allowed to trade them on OpenSea. Huh. Well, so I didn't it, know that. Yeah, I mean, that's I my that. understanding of it. I have not dug deep into this matter, but um, I can't remember who I was talking to about. Uh, they they like bought an NFT. And it got flagged afterwards, and they couldn't sell it on OpenSea. Now, look, they can sell it on LooksRare. They can sell it on Rarible. Sure. They're, they're, you're not stuck with it forever, but OpenSea is where everybody is. No and one's I, looking for NFTs on Rarible unless they're a Rarible or LooksRare, unless they're a little bit more advanced, right? And and that could be a huge problem because let's say you got a bored ape. You know, if you were trying to sell that on OpenSea and it's flagged, it sounds like you can't. So, yeah. and it's like, what happens if all of these, like, quote unquote decentralized art exchanges or decentralized like you know hmm. open sea or whatever like they'll become more centralized and make it to where like certain people can't sell these things that's well, gonna that, really hurt you know i mean that's what um one of the first public conversations i ever had with dell was over some of the uh, I think it was Iranians that they were kicking off the platform that weren't even located in Iran. Like I get, you can hide behind the U S sanctions export classifications, but like if they're not even there, <laughs> right? Like, why are you kicking these people off? And I don't know if it ever got resolved, but it, yeah, it just, there's been a few decisions. And so, it's very much so a centralized. Did, so did they company. have like a VPN that was saying they were there? I don't know. I don't know. There was a lot of proof I because I originally because I I you know I was or 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 that's where they were from and they were getting yeah that's where they were from somewhere else yeah oh that's That's where they were from and they live somewhere else so it's like I don't I don't I don't know the intricacies of U.S. export law Mm -hmm. when it comes to being on that list but uh, I do know Iran is banned and Russia and China and like there are certain countries you just cannot have addresses from or else you violate. U.S. law, right? Uh, and uh, I was like, "Listen, you know, like, hey, Dell, like, da 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 da." Like, he's like, "No, dude, we know that. Like, this is this is well known." But look, a, they are still. He's kicking. a genius. He's so smart. He's yeah, so smart. He's and, yeah. He's like a. I I swear he's like a neuroscientist or something crazy. <laughs> he's just. A, I mean, some people, oh, man, they're just they're polymaths. You know, they just understand almost every subject because they think of it. It's kind of like. Um, I don't want to compare Dell to Elon Musk, but uh, a first principles thinker. I mean, right? I mean, he uh, kind of is in our eyes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> is that a good or bad thing? Uh, Hopefully, yeah. Dell isn't listening. No, yeah, I'm, I'm sure. Yeah, I don't think he's going to listen. I don't, I don't have a ton of listeners. Hopefully, so. he <laughs> if he listens to it, what's up, Dell? <laughs> what's up, Dell? You are Elon Musk. No. <laughs> but like some people, like they can take any problem. And they can just break it down to its core. And then they just understand it. It could be law. It could be rocket science. It could be electric cars. It could be art. It could be uh, open sea, right? Like yep. they just, they get it and they get how like different things work. And I mean, that's my biggest respect for Dell is that he not only understands all of that, but he is able to communicate it clearly to everyone. He doesn't just 
take advantage of it. Cause a lot of people, I think that think on that level, like they can easily just take advantage of it and like manipulate and do things. And like, I feel like Dell is just very well intentioned in the way that he goes about very being an art creator, right. Being an artist because he just, yeah, like, I don't know. I just feel like he always got the best interests of his collectors in mind. And then he makes it very clear what his intentions are. There's not a lot of like back and forth. It's very consistent. Mm-hmm. Um, and everybody that's in the Dell Discord is just, I mean, they're OG. We accept Ash people. Um, I love them. Like, I love oh, them. Yeah, I'm just, I like, working it. my way through, like, yeah. how many of these people can I get on my podcast or have oh conversations God. with? And, you know you know who you should try to get on is that uh, goat with three horns, I think it's. I want to get goat with three horns is that on. What is that? He's hilarious. I know. He's like. Yeah, he's yeah. Me and Dell are hanging out right now, and uh, yeah, he doesn't want to talk to you guys, but uh, <laughs> it's so funny. I'm, like, wow, I'm definitely gonna have to Thor on one day, there very soon. Yep. Yep, I've talked cool. to Thor about it already. Uh, he's awesome. I met him in uh, NFT NYC very briefly. Oh, that's so cool. Uh, All those and, guys are so awesome. Yeah, and DK, I met very briefly. Uh, not not DK. Let's walk DK. Daniel Koth or Koth, I'm sure how to say his last name. He is like just a like ball of happiness. I just like when I saw him, it was just so much joy. And uh, oh, that's great. I think that was the best part about going there, right? Like <laughs> just like seeing all these people in per- person is like like even like if I met you in person, I feel like you know it's like it adds a new element. Like oh, we're, I know. We, we're we would be like bros. Like yeah, exactly. I, I mean, if you lived in Atlanta. <laughs> yeah like dude where where are you texas colorado dude. springs colorado like yeah man like if i lived in colorado whatever like i feel like we would be hanging out yeah, like we would. that's how i feel about a lot of these people and i think that element uh and look it's uh, this you know, blockchain transcends geographic boundaries and what have you but like the ability to congregate in person is essential in my eyes. I mean, it doesn't have to happen now. It doesn't have to happen next year, but like there should be a FOMO meetup. There should be a Dell meetup. There should like that, like the NFT NOIC was a terrible conference, but the conference served the purpose of bringing so many like-minded people to New York city. And then the parties and the shows that came with the conference were amazing. That's awesome. right. I mean, there's no way you can run a good conference with five to 15 minute increments for people to speak. I don't know what they were going for with 1500 speakers, but I've already, I've, I've, I've had my beef in their submission of feedback form and their, it was so skewed too. What do you think was the greatest? I'm like, nothing. (laughs) They should just get Gary V in a football stadium and everybody should just go to that one little stadium. And then all the like top five artists that are coming on for that year. Just come on up there, have a like little thirty minute, forty five minute deal. Dude, you know, have like a four hour thing, and then boom. I couldn't agree more. The there parties. should be a, you know, maybe thirty speakers over Woo. three days. Yeah, 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 okay, yeah. Over three days like and day, like day one, thirty day two, minute to an hour increments over really insightful shit. Well, let's do it, man. Let's start I'm, it. I'm down, dude. I gotta. I mean, let's. I know a uh, I know a guy that 
um, gets in with the stadiums and books like a whole bunch of uh, famous bands like death metal shows and oh, country dang. shows. Maybe we can uh, tell him he needs to get into the NFT NYC. Hey, and, we'll uh, help him get some the, of these stadiums, the and you know you can pay an ETH or USD. Dude, I'm down. Ash only. No. Ash only. No, <laughs> no NF. It, it, and, and we got If we're gonna do NFT ticketing, we got to do it right. <laughs> you get uh, <laughs> like a digital token when you come in. <laughs> do you want me to tell you the sign-in process at NFT NYC? So you did no. it all online, and then you get there, and you had to go wait in another line to go get your badge with your name on it. It was a printed piece of paper, <laughs> and the line was around a full city block in New York City. And everybody there has DeFi wallets. And every single, I mean, and everybody like, there has, they can like scan QR codes. Why is there not just a QR code in the app or in the, on the website that I can just come in and be like, scan this or else you can't come inside. Okay. <laughs> did, did they, did they think there, it was going to get compromised and like too know, many people man. were going to scan QR codes and I, I can't, I can't get over it. That's just uh, one wonder, thing that I just like, I, I, don't understand who thought that that organization of that conference was the right thing to do. Uh, I definitely won't be buying. I'll be coming next year to New York. We'll have because, to ask Gary V. Yeah, Gary V knows, man. Gary, I'm v sure knows he knows. It. Yeah, he knows. I do. All. We we should write him a, a letter too. A written, a handwritten letter. Write him a letter, Gary V. I'm, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to I'm going to write the first half. I'm going to send it to you in Colorado Springs and you're going to write the second half and then we're going to send it to Gary and we're going to say, Gary, don't send it overnight either. Send it in regular mail. Mail. It'll get to me five to six days. (laughs) Be perfect. It may get to you. It may not. I may get lost. lost. But if it was lost, it was meant to be. It was meant to be. Then it will never happen. (laughs) Well, listen, I want to round this thing out. We're hitting the top of the hour. I want to close it with my traditional closing question, which is where do you see yourself and Web3 in the next six to 12 months? And where do you see yourself and Web3 in the next five to 10 years? Okay. So the first one, six to 12 months. Um, so let's go 12 months. Let's do 2023. Um, 2023, we are still in the bear market. Um, we are kind of coming out of it. Maybe some of the floors have risen up. Um, for me, I've just been accumulating that whole time. Um, so that's 2023. I'm just still in the accumulation period. Uh, fast forward, uh, what was it? Six years, or did you say ten years? Five to ten years, whatever, whatever is more palatable for you. Okay, so let's do let's do six years. So let's do twenty twenty eight. Okay. So twenty twenty eight, it's going to be the year of uh, cryptocurrency and NFTs. Um, Beeple's going to come out with a uh, uh, a fall winter drop. And it's literally going to melt people's faces off. People are going to be like taking out loans, you know, buying up like millions of dollars of uh, worthless JPEGs. And I think we're just going to see like this enormous, crazy, like transitioning over from like regular currency over to digital currency. People aren't going to know what's going on. 
again, they're going to be melting faces. People's heads are going to get cut off. There's going to be some wild cyberpunk stuff going on in 2028. <laughs> you heard it here, folks. That's the next people drop. <laughs> the next people drop is going to be a live drop. <laughs> yeah, that's that's like, uh, have you seen Metalocalypse, Death Clock? No. So it's this animation of this uh, death metal band, and there's like five thousand people, like all in this one like square, and uh, uh, Death Clock is their uh, name of the band, and they they get dropped from a box out of this like U.S. airplane, and the box comes down and like kills like half of the audience, <laughs> and then like the uh, the it like opens up into a stage and like kills more people. And so like by the time everything gets set up, like everybody's like dead and you know, so, so, so that's the next people drop 2028. That's what's going to go down. (laughs) This is all satire folks, just in case you're wondering. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. That's awesome, man. Well, I really appreciate you coming on the show. This oh, meant a lot so to me, and uh, I really love what you're doing. Just keep on doing it. Hopefully, I can come back on sometime. Oh, yeah. We'll, we'll bring you on, and uh, hey, if you ever want me to come back, let me know. Oh, I absolutely will. I, I don't know if I told you, like, the whole point of the show is to have, like, repeat guests. So, like, oh, this is awesome. like, hey, this is who Austin is. And then the next time, we'll be talking, like, about pack and, like, where things are in, like, oh, six yeah. months, man. You can just be my resident pack expert. Okay, so – Six months. If you got me on here, we'll just still be accumulating. We'll we'll get back to that one. We'll still be like at Ash two. The There's no way it can go below point one. No way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no. They're definitely worth more than seventy five dollars. I mean, dude, I've got a one of twenty five Mad Dog for like one ETH or two ETH. Like, I mean, dude, I'm yeah, yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, he's the least day. burned. I actually I got to meet He's... him in uh, at NFT NYC. Oh no! He was kidding. just like speaking in the theater with Vic- Victor Mascara and uh, Roger RD, Roger Dickerman. It was sick. Whoa, those are some OGs right there. Yeah, son. Yeah, yeah. I like RD's show. If you've ever watched it, it's pretty mm-hmm. good. Oh yeah, Origins. Yeah. yeah, Origins. Is it Origin Stories or Origins? Origin yeah. Stories. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Cool, man. Well, I appreciate it. Um, yeah, keep on fighting the good fight. FOMO vs. Radio for life. Let's go. Thanks for joining Web3 with me. Make sure to follow us on YouTube, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Also, if you enjoyed the show, please leave us a review as it'll help us reach more people. If you want to connect with me personally, you can find me on Twitter at offedge underscore. Thanks for vibing in the verse with me and hope you'll join us next time.